welcome. This is episode 10, right, of the Collective Mindset Podcast. I'm Gavin. Hey, I'm Jordan Hodges. How you doing? Good to be with you guys today. So we have an interesting podcast and topic we want to cover today. Um, it's kind of a, a story of, of a lot of how this company was, you know, the genesis of this company and, and then some other things we're doing alongside this company. Um, a lot of it started in COVID. So Jordan and I worked together when COVID hit, really crazy time. Um, you know, we <laughs> hit the panic button one morning and we're like, oh crap, what are we going to do? And uh, more than one morning, <laughs> a couple mornings in a row as just the mortgage business almost seemingly came to a halt for like a week. It was really weird. And, you know, you're sorting out what you're going to do, trying to kind of plan business-wise, what we can do to keep, you know, keep business going. Um, it just turned into a really kind of just existential moment. It's a, it's a moment I keep going back to. But we want to talk about what that did and that impact that it had on us and our frame of mind and how we thought. And I think not just ours, but also our families. So I know Jordan has some thoughts. I want to just kind of let him explain um, some of the things we saw and how it impacted a little bit of our, our way of thinking uh, going forward. And this is going to lead into where we're headed with this whole podcast. So Jordan. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, it's funny as you talk about things in life, yeah. we all have kind of like our COVID story and, and ours was like, it was this panic thing. I remember it was spring break time and I, yeah. I drove my kids to California. We were going to Disneyland and we got checked into the hotel and then found out the world was trying to come to a screeching halt and we didn't want to be in California at the time, so we bailed. Yeah. yeah. We we bribed our kids and said, hey, let's go shopping and spend money on clothes and stuff instead of Disneyland. And with little with, with teenage girls, that was fairly easy to convince them to do that. Yeah. It didn't hurt those pouring rain at the time. So we bought some clothes and got out of town. But um, we came back and the mortgage market was nuts. Um, we went from like rates at three and a half to I swear like five and a half in a week, week and a half period of time. And we were wondering if we were ever going to do loans again. And then it was like, all the way back down again and things were getting crazy. And then as we really got into the meat of COVID is when things really got bananas. And, you know, everybody has these experiences, but, you know, we won't get too political here, but the government came in and basically said, oh, these businesses need to shut down and all this stuff and can't go to the office. And, and, and lucky for us, we were like, well, we're financial industry was considered like, a, you know, necessary business. Or yeah. We could stay open. And so we'd come in the office, but it was funny, the company we work for, I kid you not, like every few weeks we had to we had to fill out this survey questionnaire about who was coming to the office or who was working, had anybody had COVID, all these different things. It was just like all this panic and pandemonium and people's businesses being forced to be shut down really at the end of the day, kind of for no reason. Yeah. You know, I mean the logic, if you really like, if you if you were based enough to sit there and think with your logical brain, there was there was a lot of fear and not a lot of logic behind it, and it it's really caused us, you know, it's it's shaped a lot because it it rubbed me the wrong way the whole time. Um, I, I kind of pushed back against the system, so to speak, just because I tend to think from a very logical perspective about life and things and if it doesn't make sense logically i'm like why am i I'm not going to do it just because yeah and so i was one of those guys that you know unfortunately out there you know i i actually did not wear a mask while i drove in my car by myself and sometimes i would struggle to stand six feet apart from the person next to me i know i'm that guy i apologize 
But it just made us think. It was just, you know, I mean, what do you think? Like, yeah. wasn't that frustrating? It was really weird. I think, like, some of the things that bothered me, right? So Walmart was allowed to stay open, right? Walmart sells everything. Food, clothes, yeah. pool supplies, yard supplies, bicycles, toys, whatever it is, right? But the bicycle store couldn't stay open. Yeah. The toy store couldn't stay open. The pool supply store couldn't stay open. The... The little, you know, mom and pop, you know, Leslie's pool shop couldn't stay open. The mom and pop boutique clothing store couldn't stay open. But yet Walmart, Costco, Amazon could still have all their employees in in, in their offices. Like, it didn't make sense. Yeah. None of that made sense to me. I, I think for the first couple of weeks, I honestly, like, my, my wife is a true rebel. Shout out, babe. Um, she was a true rebel. I don't think she ever put a mask on. Like, maybe to fly on an airplane a couple of times. But she would go to the stores, man, and she just wasn't doing it. Mm. She'd find the greeter at Walmart, would catch her and say, hey, you need to put a mask on. And she'd be like, uh-huh. And she'd just keep on walking. And I got mad at her for a little bit because I was like, "Maybe you got like our kids. Like someone's going to get crazy on you. And eventually she converted me and we just kind of stopped. <laughs> it was just like, it just didn't make sense. And wherever you're at on the science of the health of what a mask does or doesn't do for you, it just, I think now we all kind of know it doesn't didn't do anything for us um but yeah like just like you said when 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 it feels like common sense isn't being applied it just doesn't feel right and i think that was what i experienced over and over and over again well i think i think the point of what we're trying to make here is that there was this massive government overreach right and they came in and they told private business what they could or could not do yep and then tried to use their weight on the private businesses to then put weight on their employees. They knew that they couldn't come down and mandate, so then they were trying to go through the employers and then requiring this and requiring that. And so it's, it really made us think like, hey, I don't ever want to get caught in a situation where my small business or businesses get shut down or something comes and happens and the government tries to overstep their bounds and their rights and try to take away my rights. You know, I have, you know, friends that own gyms and, you know, they were forced to close their gyms or their trampoline parks. And they're like, kids exercise, like a real doctor is going to tell you the number way, number one way to stay healthy is to eat a healthy diet and exercise. Yep. And kids need to move around and jump. They don't need to be locked up in their house. Adults need exercise. They need to go to the gym, lift weights. So... It was just kind of this thing. Is Gavin and I have been really, really thinking about it. We've been thinking about the need for a network of like-minded business owners that can come together and be a community to help facilitate business within each other. And uh, that is where we kind of coined and came up with the idea of having the collective network. And. Yep. You know, this collective network for us is, is a really key thing. So the cool thing about us in the mortgage business is we already have so many contacts that are tied to housing-related businesses, and there's a lot of them. So, I mean, for example, let's fire a few off. I mean, I think of homeowners insurance. You got solar, maybe a landscape yeah. company. Pest control, windows, blinds, pest control, construction. Yeah, landscaping Home remodeling. Stuff. It, it's all across the spectrum there of businesses. You'd be surprised how many small businesses are tied directly to real estate and, and the transactions that as a mortgage company we're dealing with, right? And we have a chance to help 
connect people in into those clients, right? That are buying a home. They're going to need a lot of these mm-hmm. things. So now you uh, go buy a house. I mean, think about you need to set up all new services. Yep. If you're from out of state or something like that, you're thinking like, hey, I just moved to Arizona. I don't know anybody. I want this or that. And so we thought like, hey, well, we already have this. It's not formalized, but let's let's create a formal collective network of people who are vetted that, you know, that have the same values as us, that think the same. I mean, people want to do business with people that they like, know, and trust. And the thought is, is typically like we're very high on the trust spectrum because people are trusting yeah. us with their financial information. You know, this is a very large financial transaction. So are they going to trust me when I'm like, hey, this is my friend over here that owns this pest control company. They're going to take care of you. This is who you should use. Like that's kind of the idea and the genesis behind that. But the need for it really came because of just the craziness that happened when, when the government kind of got too far involved into small business and forced small business to shut down. And we know that is there a likelihood that this is going to happen again? I would say, yeah. The government never like, they don't take a bunch of power and then pull back and go, oh, we'll never do that again. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite. They're going to be like, hey, remember that time we did that? Yeah, let's do that. And then let's go further. And so we want to create a network to be prepared so that it never happens again. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you want to be able to, you want to be able to know where or who to go to mm-hmm. when you need something. And I think that's that's a big part of what this is about, right? Like, obviously, when, when life is normal and business is normal, like, we all like to do business with people we know, like, and trust because um, they're going to do a good job for us or, or for our clients, whatever it may be. Like, we want that. But really what this is is we want this to be more of a backstop, a backstop against kind of some of that that situation where the control gets ripped away from us, um, where we no longer have control of kind of where we're headed as a business or as a family. You know, I know my children, like, man, like we start talking about COVID and my kids are still like, they get sad. Yeah, like my, my daughter will shed a tear. My son, like he's like, man, that was so hard. Like People weren't hanging out. Sports weren't happening. Like my daughter had a weird birthday that year. Like all this stuff happened that they remember. Like it was impactful. It is a huge part of their memories right now. And I don't want that to happen again. I I don't want to allow that to happen again. And I think having a community of people, business owners, um, people, family members, friends that are working together to to keep doing business, to financially support yourselves, but to emotionally, mentally support each other, um, to be someone you can turn to when you need them. Uh, I think that's kind of the secondary part of this, right? That's probably more the, when the government does something like this again, it's that emotionally we get to lean on each other. We don't have to just sit there and throw our hands up like, what do we do? Guess we'll stay home again. We get to lean on others. We get to talk to others. We get to say, hey, what do you think we should do? here's what I'm thinking. How can we do this all together to get through it as best as possible? So Gavin, we kind of were talking here about really the need for the collective network. And I wanted to just kind of expound on what the collective network is. And I think about, you know, I touched on it earlier that people want to do business with people who they know, like, and trust. And I think about like, who knows what's going to happen in the future? Who knows what the next pandemic or big old challenge is going to be? But I feel like there's something coming that's going to limit our ability to do business or to advertise our business or whatever. 
And so not saying we're going to create a, you know, a black market of business, but I just want to create, we want to create a network where, you know, like I can help connect the pest control guy with the landscape guy who also knows a remodeling guy, who knows an AC repair guy, who knows the mortgage guy and all these different things. And we become this network where we help and support and grow. We refer business back and forth with each other. We've all vetted each other. So everybody, we know that we're, we're trustworthy individuals. Integrity is important. Our client experience is very important. Like we want to know, the people know they're being taken care of. They're not being taken advantage of. So there's, there's so much value in that. But even above and beyond that, one of the things that I noticed that was really striking during kind of the pandemic was that many people didn't know where to turn for emotional or mental support, financial support. Like it just kind of felt like the world was closing in on a lot of people. Yeah. And so we thought about like, man, like think about this idea. And we have this network of small business owners and we're all striving. Like everybody that owns a small business, they're driven obviously to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like they've got a vision for the future, but we want to help. Why can't we help each other unlock theirs and ours greatness, purpose, and divinity and help them realize their true vision and what they can and can't become. And if we all come together and we help each other and we support each other, maybe everyone's vision isn't the exact same, but you know, maybe we can expand our horizons and our understandings and we strive to, to improve each other in all aspects of our lives. And so we're thinking about like, well, it's reference the four F's that we talked about your faith, our family, our finances and our fitness. Yeah. Like I think about what kind of impact can we have on this community, Gavin, if we create this collective network, this group of small business owners, and we get together and we talk about helping each other and growing each other in business, that's going to address their, their finances. But we're also talking about the community and the community starts in the home. It's with your family and the changes you can make to your family and the support you can go there. And then and that obviously is part of your faith and what you believe in and how deep you are and then your fitness about how you feel about yourself and your longevity, your quality of life. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that there's a need for this kind of community in today's day and age? Don't you think this is more than ever it's needed now? There, there's so much need for that. Whether we're in a COVID pandemic or not, that that is that is tearing us all apart. I think that there is this sickness in the world, which is like perfectionism. Mm-hmm. It's don't, you know, never, never let them see you sweat kind of attitude. Um, don't show any weakness. Make sure you present a certain way. There's all these things that we all do it. We've all got these shame shields. We've all got these images we want to to present to those around us. But man, what if there was a place you could go that wasn't that? Like, what if you could go somewhere and you could talk to people about the things you're actually struggling with. And other people, just like you might go and be vulnerable, other people are willing to go and be vulnerable. Because that's like the worst feeling. That's the scary part about sharing something that's going on with your life, right? Is that you feel like people are going to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Bless your heart. We'll pray for you. Like, <laughs> Well, I think that's... Like, you don't want that, right? You want to be able to go somewhere and like... 
if you're feeling such a way that you feel like you got to share it, like you want someone to say like, ah, dang, dude, that's, that's really hard. Like I'm, maybe I had a situation that was like that, or I can relate because of this. Like maybe they don't, you don't, might not need someone to fix your problem, but maybe you just want someone to hear you that day. Mm -hmm. Like be able to talk about it, be able to, to, to lay that out there. Know there's people that still support you, still care about you. And, and you get to talk about it. You get to get a little bit off your chest. But then when that's all done, like gear up and gas up to go to work. Because that's what, that's what we are. That's what small business owners are. Like that's what we are as fathers. Like we are, we are out here trying to kick butt and do things for our family. And sometimes you need, you need help. You want people that can support you around you. But when you're done, you get your support and then you got to go right back to work. And I think when you have strong people who are also willing to be vulnerable and support each other in that, I think there's just a, a, a synergistic strength that comes from that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I look at like what we're trying to build and in the process of a few years from now, I, I just I have this vision of what it's going to be. And this community of business owners and how we help and rely on each other. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's happening in the future. But there's there's going to be opportunities to help and to serve and to help each other improve and to be together and to form relationships. And sometimes, you know, obviously church is a great place for it. I'm not saying that's not. But sometimes some people might feel judged at church. Maybe they don't want to come in and explain that they're having financial troubles because they don't want to be talked about or judged. Or maybe there's a, you know, they're just having challenges. Like, let's talk about it. Or maybe there's no there's nobody in their family or their life that can support their vision and what they want to try to accomplish from a business perspective. And the one thing I've learned is I've kind of really gone down this entrepreneurial, you know, path these last few years and specifically the last six months or so is that everybody who is kind of at the top of a mountain, so to speak, or really successful, they've all had mentors. They've all had, and a lot of them have, you know, one mentor and three coaches for different areas of their life, and they're checking in all the time, and they're doing all these things. Like, that may not resonate for everybody, and it might not be affordable for everybody. And so our thought is, is like, as we go through and we build this, like, we can build off of each other. I mean, really what's needed is is a community. It is a community, and so... This idea, obviously, we're, we're talking specifically about us right now, okay, guys, about yeah. having a collective network and a group of businesses that our clients can benefit from, that that we can benefit from, that we can help, and we all grow together. That's the idea, is that we become kind of a, this, a big powerhouse that, that we're known, like, in, in the area, in the valley. But I think about, like, you know, some of these, like, mom groups, right? That's a collective network, man. Yeah. You know, golfing buddies. That can be a collective network. These little biker gangs, you know, these you street bikers out there. You guys are kind of a collective network. I know you guys talk about a lot of stuff. You know, you, you've got all these hours on the road to chat together, to share things. And we're just we're just applying kind of the, some of those same principles, but maybe a little bit in like a business environment. But ideally, we want to go beyond that because we want to, it's the personal development side that is so very intriguing because our business lives only define part of who we are, right? There's so much, there's yeah. so much more. Yep. We, um, I just think the opportunity to come together 
and support each other and refer each other, do business, right? With people that we like. And I think as you build that out, we get to, you know, the name collective network, it, it stems from this idea that we're all connected energetically, right? And when we all are working towards a similar purpose, a similar intention, a similar goal, um, you know, one person doing that pulls a lot of that towards themselves just in, in the world, in the, in the ether, if you want to say it that way. Um, but when you have a group of people who all have similar intentions, similar ideas, similar goals and motivations, uh, I think that that sends something out into the universe to our, our, you know, heavenly father that we're, we're expecting blessings. We're expecting this goal to be achieved. And, uh, I think that's what I see as the, the penultimate, you know, end of what this collective network could be is just this collective mindset, this collective, um, energy pushing towards building something awesome, um, with other people. So, Part of that, and let's maybe we wrap up, Gav, with this yeah. thought. Um, we kind of kind of put this phrase back in the beginning when we were first talking about having a podcast, and I want you guys to marinate on this idea. This is copywritten, okay? Just kidding. But is the idea of the divine over the domestic, mm-hmm. and what we mean by that is we. We are divine people. We believe that we are literal sons of the Heavenly Father. We are sons and heirs to a throne. Um, That that is in in our souls, okay? And we believe that we were sent here on earth to perform a specific purpose, that we were to do certain things. But this world has dumbed us down. It's limited our beliefs. It's limited our potential. And it's trying to starve out the divine within us. And our goal and objective is to overcome the domestic man and to become divine. Basically like a return to wild. I almost feel like sometimes we're a zoo animal, that we've been captured and Mm -hmm. we've been placed inside the zoo. And we're fed constant entertainment and meals that we don't have to go hunt for. You know, heck, you can have Uber Eats, bring it right to your door. But, like, it's just kind of what's wrong with society to a certain level. And we want to get back to our true divine purpose and living up to our true divine potential. And the only one limiting what you can or cannot do in the real world is actually yourself and your own mind. And you need to unlock what your true divine purpose is. And I think within this collective network, as we work and discuss like visions and goals and action items and personal development ways and ideas that we can truly unlock our divine potential and become the best version of ourselves, who we were meant to be. And then the impact that we can have upon our community is significant and it changes our families' lives forever. And those are the things that like, I mean, when Gavin and I discussed starting this company, I was what got us like, we were passionate about it. Yeah. It was like, this is the reason, right? A hundred percent, you guys. We all, just like you said, right? We're sitting here. There's microwaves coming out of all this stuff. It's burning our brain right now. 
Like you're going to be watching this on your phone. And after you get done with this, you're going to start scrolling Instagram. When you're done doing that, you're going to go eat a Twinkie, have some ice cream, drink some like mixed in whatever. Like we're completely domesticated people. And so this, all of this, and especially this divine over domestic idea is, is about tapping into that, that purpose that we all have. We are all divine, awesome, amazingly capable souls. And we allow the world to dampen us, we, to, to clamp down on us, right? To restrict us, to tell us what we can or can't do, to tell us how to behave, to tell us what's right or wrong, to, to tell us what to eat, when to eat, how to do it, like all of these things. And the purpose of this is like, we got to tap into who we really are. We are divine beings. We can do awesome things. And when, especially when you get a group of people who are all thinking that way, uh, the sky's the limit. So I think we, we really want to, you know, put this out there. If this is something that I think resonates with you guys, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you think it's dumb, you can also tell us too. But I think it's going to be great. And uh, we're super excited to be uh, getting the ball rolling on this side of the business. And, or I guess not the business, but this side of kind of what we have, have put out to create. And uh, we're excited to, to have you guys follow along. So, Yeah, please like and subscribe. Um, yep. I'm going to call our shot right here. But I think, Let's go. you know, I even think with a, a year from now, so next summer, you know, we're talking July of 2024. I think we're going to have real tangible results with a dozen men on how the collective network has changed their life. Yeah. I, I feel that. And we are, you know, we'll touch on a little bit. A lot of it's going to be personal and we'll, we'll try to be vulnerable enough to share, but um, we're super excited about what this means for our business and for our clients and for the community and the end goal of what we're trying to do. I mean, in two years from now, I'm hoping that we're running charity, you know, charity events yeah. and all these businesses that are all involved and they're all, we're all sponsors. It's just a charity designed to benefit the community Yep. And we figure out certain causes within the community that we love and that we're supporting them and that that's how we're showing our appreciation to the community. So there's just a lot of cool things that can happen, guys. We appreciate, we don't keep you any longer, but thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far in this video, you're a real champion, a true friend and follower. And, uh, and a scholar. And a scholar. And a gentleman. All right. Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Boom.